From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Sam Mata is the editor and publisher of Jazz Life magazine as well as two other, uh, uh, two other books and a frequent writer in the Sowetan on arts and heritage uh, and has also recently corroborated with uh, the creation of a book called Joburg Noir, which is a book of short stories on uh, Johannesburg. And he's on the line with us. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us on Chai FM. Thank you, Benji. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So uh, before we get into your particular story, tell us a little bit about Joburg Noir. How did you become involved with this project? And, and what is the idea behind behind the collection of short stories? Joburg Noir is a collection of short stories written by South African writers. Um, it came out last year, late last year, around October. And uh, the idea behind it was I was approached to be one of the contributors. We are about 20, it's 20 of us. Um, the idea was to highlight the city from different perspectives. So each writer was expected to write um, based on what he knows and his experiences about the city. That was basically the idea. So when the editor phoned me, I was quite excited. Uh, his name is Nick Mshongo. And then he said, um, I think you just belong to this uh, uh, publication. We would really like you to be part of us. So that is that was the background, and um, but as you can imagine, Benji, I mean, Jobek is over a hundred years, and um, some of us have been around for a while. So it, it was quite daunting for me to try and make sense of such a big city with such a rich history. And of course, uh, Nick therefore, himself therefore I had to... is, uh, is 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 also actually is also a prolific writer and editor. He's just been nominated for a Sunday Times Literary Fiction Award for. Uh, for for some of his other works, so so you you really are in the company of a number of, of of interesting writers. And what I thought was was fascinating is how, as you say, some of you have been around for a long time, and some of the authors are quite new. So it's a quite a nice mix when you come to consider what the city is all about. Yes, and that was what was fascinating. You know that combination. You know of. of... Uh, young writers and uh, those who have been around. So, so just to get a sense, with, a, a feel of, you know, how they approached it, each, each approach it uniquely, I think, based on that as well. So when you then were, were faced with this problem of, of how do you deal with such a large and diverse city, Sam, how did you settle on, on writing about your oval? What, what spoke to you about that when you wanted to do your story? I'll say the cultural and artistic scene in the 90s. Um, Post-apartheid, let's say from 95, you have you are you are you are jazz, you have Kwaito, and you have all these interesting characters, all these interesting artists who are behind these these genres of music, and most of them were concentrated in Yovi. Of course, there were other parts, you know, in the city, in the inner city. You are Hillbro, Beria, but I think Yovi was much more impressive in that regard. It had a, a huge concentration of artists, uh, from musicians to broadcasters. And so many things started there, you know, radio stations. I think, uh, YFM, for instance, was, was part of the scene there. Yeah. So, so for me, I think that was the main inspiration. I could just zoom in on that and, and then 
And then there's stories that are unfolding. And, and you, as you say, like you list some of the people uh, that, that, that were in the Oval in the 90s at the Times, Fred Kumalo, uh, the Antwoord, Black Sunshine. These are all household names in South Africa, which I guess were, were people who were still getting and groups that were still getting their feet there in the 90s. Uh, in that space. Yes, they were new. Everybody was new. And I guess that was what was exciting. Everybody was new. They were trying to get their feet in the space, as you indicate. And uh, they became pioneers in their different uh, fields. You know, the writers, the journalists, um, the musicians, broadcasters, all of them. For many of the listeners to the station, uh, Yeovil holds a, a, a place in their hearts as, as you say, a cultural place, but also as as somewhere where people lived. Um, you know, my, my grandfather lived next to the Yeovil fire station. I remember that as a kid growing up. Uh, and many people have, have fond memories uh, because it very much uh, was a also, also at that stage a, a Jewish area. And yes. uh, you, you talk about some of the Jewish politicians, Harry Schwartz. Uh, you talk about the parliamentarian. That that was interesting. So so th- there really is also a, a big mix. Yeovil Yeovil then in the 90s is maybe similar to what maybe Melville or, or Norwood is today. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and for me, to mention the Jewish character, I was, I was um, that, that was the history, of course. And I realized that, you know, it, I, I could have written about Yeovil, you know, the cultural scene just from 1990 and, and, and leave it at there. But I think I would have done a disservice. So for me, as, as, a, as a cultural historian, as a researcher, it was important for me to bring back, you know, the roots, to highlight the 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 the, the, the roots of, of, of the neighborhood and inevitably to in, include the Jewish aspect in that regard. You are Harry Schwartz, Ron Kastrivis, Leon Levy, Joe Slovo, and we even had uh, Johnny Tleck, who, who lived in the neighborhood at the time. Sam Mate today, he is uh, an author and uh, did a short story on Yeovil for Joburg Noir is an edited short story edition about the city. We'll take a short break. We'll be back just after this. From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing, and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders, and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. I am Benji Shulman. This is the New Brew Blue. We are talking to Sam Mate today, who is a writer and, um, and an art critic of, of sorts, uh, one might say. He's the editor of Jazz Life magazine and has written a few books uh, and uh, has, has re- written a, um, a, a, new, a new one. Uh, or part of a new one, rather, a collection of short stories. Uh, Sam, you know, we, we, we sort of lost the Oval in the sense that you was writing it in the 90s. It's obviously changed now. Uh, it's a place that's um, uh, very different from its composition and, and is, is mm-hmm. considered maybe a, a dangerous place these days or, or, or something like that. I mean, do, do you think that we lost something when, when the Oval that you wrote about disappeared? No, definitely. Definitely. I mean... Um... The Yeovil of the 90s, uh, for me, what was even more fascinating was the cultural mix. Um, people from different parts of the world, you know, who lived there. And uh, unfortunately, with the passage of time, especially towards the uh, millennium, uh, things started taking a, a, a wrong turn, so to speak. Um, you had the, 
crime, I think crime levels increased. I'm not saying there wasn't crime before, but uh, and and also the policing in the neighborhood became suspect. It was not really what the, the residents were expecting. So I think that was the main problem that uh, prompted a lot of uh, people to to leave the area. And of course today, yeah, uh, it's got that bad reputation. Many people don't feel free. Uh, about you know venturing in, into places like Yoville um, and 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 its neighbors, uh, you know your Hillbro and 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 Beria, for instance, and Bellevue, of course. So and that yet, is I've seen part. also I've seen also like uh, in some ways, you know, of many African migrants that have come from other parts of the continent to they settled in Yeovil in maybe a similar way to the, the way that the Jewish community would have done it a hundred years ago. Uh, and they've also brought their own kind of flavor and and cultural heritage uh, to the neighborhood today. Food, uh, language, uh, it, it, the, the Yeovil actually does have uh, stuff to offer people if they know where to look. Yeah, it does. Um, for instance, you still have people like Sansa who's running a restaurant there and who has made it very clear that uh, he's, he's not going anywhere. And uh, hopefully uh, in the future, we might have a situation where um, we'll have a different take in terms of, you know, the policing aspect. For me, the, that is the main thing. And of course, of course, also, you know, may, trying to really make it clean. Uh, I suppose, for instance, some of the residents uh, in the past, they didn't really feel they were, they were part of the neighborhood. So hence the, 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 the seediness and, and, and all that. But uh, I think currently there, there is some kind of a feeling of community. People now will hopefully take pride in, in, in their surroundings and, and, and Yeovil will regenerate. I hope it will come back, you know, like, you know, in other parts of, 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 of the city, for instance, in Maboning, you have a very serious regeneration drive, you know, big business has come back and there's quite a very exciting artistic and cultural atmosphere happening there. I hope the same will happen to Yeovil very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Sam, let's move away from the particular book and your particular story for the moment. Just look at the art scene at the moment in South Africa. Uh, you know, it's a, I think it's a very difficult time. If you're an artist, we've seen theaters closing, other theaters potentially closing. What's your, what's your take on, on where the art world in South Africa is at? at the moment? Oh, it's very sad, Benji. It's very sad um, because I think COVID has had a very serious toll on, 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 on the arts, particularly the live scene. You know, the majority of our artists, they depend on, on shows, on um, uh, whether it's live music or, you know, in theater. And uh, those, those are the ones that have been very much hard hit, you know. Um, the... the, the we we couldn't have I think now this is the this is going to be the second year when we didn't have when we are not going to have the jazz um, festivals. Uh, we've got the main one which is a joy of jazz. I think that's the big uh, um, job creator for musicians. Um, so it is it's very bad. It's, it's really bad. Um, and unfortunately, the relief funds that were supposed to be uh, committed to the artists. Um, Again, there's a very big problem in that regard. Um, the government didn't play their part. And uh, now we have a stalemate artists making demands and the government not budging. I think that is a tragedy because um, the arts are the lifeblood of this country. And uh, without artists, I don't know, I, I can't imagine a, <laughs> a society without artists. And I suppose 
um, I strongly feel that the treatment is just so unfair. And so irrational. You've been, you've been very outspoken on the issue of the artists outside the National Arts Council and the National Arts Council in general. What do you, what is your view about what's going on there and, and, and why it's not working? Well, I think they've got legitimate, legitimate grievances. What needs to be done is for the, 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 the authorities, especially the, the, the board to explain what happened to all the monies that were uh, uh, committed to uh, the relief. A, a drive. So that, that is basically the, 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 the issue. The, the, the musicians are saying, let us have some um, uh, 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 transparency. Let us have some honesty in, in how the monies have been dispensed. Because, you know, you find there's a serious, huge disjuncture in terms of how the, this, these monies have been uh, um, dispensed, you know. Some musicians that reports, I think you have heard of reports where one artist will be given over like a million, 10 million, stuff like that, while others are still scraping and, and, and waiting for crumbs for a few, few thousands for months. So mm. that is the sad part. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope they'll find a solution very soon because now we are, we are, we are approaching two months. I think today is like, say, day 54 or day 55. It's, it's very sad. And it's very interesting for me that Nati and Tetua, who who is the Minister of Arts, Sport and Culture, I think that if I think that's the correct designation. Yes, you know, he, yes. he seems to have acted very quickly on this issue of cricket South Africa and managed to get the board in there in line. And yet seems to be completely absent when it comes to the issue of the arts. It just hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything, and even whilst the presidency hasn't said anything. The the office that is responsible for having um, made this funds available they they've also not said anything which is even worse but i think in the case of uh, mr natin teto i think for him the best thing for him to do is to just resign you know and the musicians will have to sit down the artists will have to sit down and 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 decide what to do you know mapping their way forward but they I think they've been failed spectacularly south african culture at the moment is actually having uh, a little bit of moment in the sun. I mean, I, d- I discussed the octopus teacher just before I, I came on, but we've also interviewed on this show uh, Master Keiji. Uh, there's been a number of musicians who've who've, uh, who've been going overseas and doing well. Uh, I, I, Moonshine Sanely comes to mind. Um, a, a number, of, a number of others with the Lion King. All, all sorts of things. South African culture is 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 actually still producing unique. And interesting, interesting works. Uh, who would you put for the next, say, five years if, if you're going to say keep a watch out for this person? Uh, if you're a culture vulture type person in South Africa that you want to you want to see going forward, who would you be putting on your list for people to watch uh, in whatever sphere? Um, I'll say I won't have specific names, but I'll say we we have to look into the amongst the writers, for instance. You know, when I look at this book, Jobek Noir, I, I came across you know wonderful fresh voices um, of, of 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 young writers. Um, and the music scene is also exciting because now we have shifted from Kwaito. There's a lot of diversifications across the board. You know, whether you're talking about music from the townships or, or just across the board, it's, it's just fascinating. Um, and of course, I think you'll agree with me that we always bring surprises, you know, as it happens with uh, 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 Master K. 
KG, we have just, it was just amazing what, what has just happened. Nobody really expected that we could have such a young prospect, um, just taking the world by storm the way he did. So to put names, because sometimes you get these wonderful artists and uh, you have uh, hope for the future for them. Uh, but after a few months, they, 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 they just disappear. So, so that's a tough one to put names, but I'll say across the board, um, we can expect really like world-class uh, uh, performances. I mean, um, the, 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 the film that we have just mentioned, it just filled me so much uh, uh, pride to think that, oh, when we're there, we've been there before. If you remember Toti, for instance, and others in between. But uh, this one is another big one. Just an amazing, I mean, it's a unique uh, 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 production, definitely. Um, and I would really love to say thank you. Congratulations to the creators. Um, they did a wonderful job in this regard. I'm talking to Sam Mate today. He's a writer and cultural critic. And if you have any um, memories of Yeovil, which he wrote about in his book, you can SMS us on 34519 and, and let us and let us know uh, what, what, what you remember from your days in Yeovil. Now, now Sam, uh, one of the things you also like to do is go back and look at the other side of the coin, artists who did amazing things maybe have been forgotten. Uh, you, you wrote a, a, a fantastic, uh, some fantastic things about uh, about the, the history of Zulu radio uh, and, and and different and different artists that have sort of come before us. Uh, why did you take this opportunity to 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 to, to educate our listeners on, on on one of your favorites there? Some some artists that you wish. South Africans knew more about. I, I think the the country has contributed so much, Benji, in, in 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 that regard. We've got a very rich history of broadcasting, for instance, and uh, unfortunately, over the years, um, we tend to forget where we're coming from. In 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 this instance, um, we we don't really honor these people who made this difference that much, and in fact, we just forget about them. So for me. It's, it's really about memory, it's about history, it's about appreciation, it's about celebration for these um, pioneers who, you know, opened uh, uh, paths for the next generations to, to, to shine through on, on the airwaves and, in, in, and elsewhere. So it, it's really important. Besides, when I was growing up, I, I was just very passionate about radio. I just loved radio. And so, you know, sometimes I constantly look, look back and, and, and think about somebody or some people that, you know, I can remind the, the, the readers to say, oh, he is, he's still around. Uh, the latest example was a, a gentleman from Pretoria, Mr. David Mochibi, who founded Radio Bob uh, back in the eighties. And I, many people are saying, oh, we didn't know that he's still around. So thank you for having highlighted, you know, his life. And uh, I think he's just one of those unsung heroes of the country. And uh, I was very happy and, and grateful that I got the opportunity to write something about him. Now, Sam, what projects are you working on now? You, you've, you've now completed this chapter for the book. Uh, what, what else are you, what else are you working on sort of, uh, in, in general in, in your creative and artistic life? I'm doing several projects, but I think one that is worth mentioning is, uh, the history of the market theater. The market theater turns 45 this year. 
And uh, it has, over the years, it has had all these colorful and interesting characters on stage. Um, so I'm looking at what I call a biographical history of the market theater. Snippets of, of, of the lives of those who touched the audiences at the time and some of the milestones, you know, because there's had a lot of milestones over the years. And I, I thought 45 years is something to, to, to be celebrated. Uh, going, you know, moving ahead towards uh, the half century, towards 50 years. But I thought at least this year, maybe one could look at something. And uh, I'm just happy that my publishers are very excited about this project and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds fantastic. Of course, the market theater very much a part of um, uh, of, of of life in the city, and and definitely, Sam, we'll have to have you on to talk about that. If people want to get hold of Joburg Noir, where can they do that? Um, I think exclusive books will be the main one, and of course, there's also CNA. I don't have to forget CNA. CNA, they've got uh, also um events where they invite uh book lovers to come and discuss some of these texts and uh, cna yeah cna and, and and exclusive books are the main ones in this regard now there you go 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 check it out Joburg noir and sam mate's uh very interesting chapter on 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 hillbrow sam thank you so much for joining us on the show uh and good luck with your with your work Oh, thank you very much. Let me just, uh, as, as a cutting shot, mention that it's by Jakana Media, by the way. Jobek Noir is published by Jakana Media. It is, in fact, uh, by Jakana Media. And if you follow Sam on Facebook, you can check him out. Uh, if you want to have a look at uh, everything that he writes about about art, uh, it's definitely uh, definitely worth reading. Sam, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you again soon. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that.